Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, Parlor, and Instagram. And of course, be sure to visit www.mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. We have been officially selected to premiere our movie at the Hollywood International Film Festival of Cinema. The what? These film festivals, they can make or break careers. Anything can happen. Lives will change. I am told there will be press at the red carpet. More like a red welcome map. You are the director, so you need to sell them. Stop giving me tickets. There's no reason for these tickets. These tickets don't mean anything. Rule of thumb, you should be able to pitch a movie in 10 syllables. I guess the movie is about what happens when your dreams meet reality. Kind of like those memes, expectation versus reality. I don't know. Oh. We're competing against some pretty impressive indie films. Brothers and sisters, Mrs. and Misters. Maybe he just didn't get it. Oh, you didn't get it. All that matters right now, winning an award, making a deal. Man, this is about to get real weird. I'm gonna set the building on fire. Come on, I'm just like my new garden state. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Pekovich, and this is episode number 334. Out now on digital is FilmFest, a dramatic comedy that tells the story of struggling filmmakers who travel to an obscure film festival in a last-ditch effort to sell their movie. Part satire, part drama, an all-around insightful and hilarious story about art, ego, and the delusion of success, FilmFest stands tall as what I believe to be the best comedy so far this year. And joining me now on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is the director, co-writer, and producer of FilmFest, Mr. Marshall Cook. Marshall, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I love that intro. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So it's really interesting just uh, doing some research on on your movie and listening to some interviews. And you're talking about how FilmFest is basically kind of like experiences you you have had as of, of a whole. Um, with your experiences at film festivals, et cetera, and also about the best and worst, you know, of, of yourself during those experiences. At what point do you did you realise that, you know, hey, this could be a really good movie and start putting kind of a pen to paper and start putting your, uh, your thoughts and feelings about these experiences um, and try to script it into a movie? You know, I, I didn't um, think about writing it until probably spring of 2019 uh no no 18 2018 uh because we shot it in 19 so uh just about exactly a year before we started shooting it Mm. um which was pretty fast for you know putting together an indie film you know from just starting to write it but um yeah we i i went to a few festivals uh with this movie that i acted in called hunting lands and uh and just just kind of it just reminded me of this whole world that I've, you know, been going to since I was 23. And it, and, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, after this last run of, of festivals with that movie, I just, um, called up Paul Allen Cope, uh, who's, a was a recent friend of mine, who's a, a, a true cinephile. And I, I just asked if you'd be interested in writing that with me. You know, it's really interesting. One of my favorite films is, um, Spinal Tap. And, uh-huh. um, yeah. you know, whenever I'm a big heavy metal guy, whenever I, Listen to interviews with heavy metal artists like Judas Priest and I, man, they reference that movie and they talk about how accurate that film is in how presenting on who they are and what their world is, et cetera. 
Do you ever mm-hmm. get fellow filmmakers get in touch with you and say, Marshall, dude, I just watched your movie. How the hell did you know that, you know, we did so-and-so and then that thing happened as well? Do you have a lot of kind of <laughs> filmmakers relate to what's happening on screen and uh, relate to the experiences that you've had? Yeah, I, I have so far. Um, you know, we've, we're fairly newly out, so I haven't gotten a whole lot, but, uh, but some. Um, you know, we're just start trying to cut through the noise of, all the content, the sea of content that's out there. So, yes. yep. uh, you know, uh, it, 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 we think it'll be, be kind of like a slow burn. People will just stumble upon it and find it. But yeah, we really, we really want to be the, you know, the indie film by indie filmmakers for indie filmmakers. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not, I think some people might think they might look at this and be like, Oh, is this a hit job on you know, indie filmmakers or film festivals and it's really not it's you know it's a love hate story and uh, i think the love is shown by you know the the details and the accuracy you know that we've been through it i wanted to talk about the name of the film festival that you have in the movie um which is hollywood international film festival of cinema uh quite a mouthful there did you have you and paul yeah. did you have kind of like a list of different kind of film festival names you're kind of messing around with and kind of went you know what that's the one that we want to really kind of uh, have in the film yeah, well, we it's actually the Holly Wild. Holly Wild. Just to make it even, yeah, even more <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, you know, just having a long mouthful title uh, is funny to us. I mean, calling it a film festival of cinema mm. uh, is just a bit redundant. Um, but yeah, we we we've st- I think we landed on that fairly quickly. I mean, part of it is making sure you know this festival doesn't already exist. So. Uh, <laughs> The longer we made the title, the easier it was to be like, all right, nobody went that far. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted, we wanted to make it sound like something that could exist, but you know, we didn't want to, you know, hurt anybody else's festival potentially. Of course. Where was the film shot? Where was the kind of like the festival kind of set within your 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 movie? Um, so it took place in Idlewild, California, and that, maybe that's why we, how we landed on Hollywood and Hollywild. Right. And, okay. uh, Idlewild is this uh, kind of. It's in the forest reserves, um, about an, it's about two hours east of, uh, Los Angeles. Um, so like if you're going out to Palm Springs, it's, it's up in this, um, mountain range and, um, it's a really quaint, lovely little town and, uh, they were really accommodating and, you know, we, we kind of wanted to, you know, I think, I think a lot of films pitch the sideways effect, you know, <laughs> we wanted it to be for that town what sideways was, uh, to Solvane, you know, um, but, um, yeah, you know, we, we showcased it as much as we could. Oddly, the town was very loud for being uh, a, a quiet little place. There was constantly helicopters and um, trucks and, you know, chainsaws and uh, all kinds of action going on there uh, that we didn't foresee. Is it Was it kind of like a logging community of any sort? Well, the, yeah, there's definitely uh, some of that going on, um, but just more than we could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. I, I, Something was going on with, uh, and there was rumors if, if it was like a power lines thing or if it was, you know, wild chickens. But there was a helicopter circling for like three days straight, and it was just impossible to get around. And we didn't have the time to wait, so um, we had to power through some scenes. But um, yeah, just <laughs> so much going on, a lot of uh, um, infrastructure, and and um, and then just dogs and, and live music, and you know, it's a very lively town. Very nice people, though. I want to talk about the character of Logan Clark. He's the, the main character played by, um, sorry, uh, played by Matt Cook. Um, yes. The character is kind of going through something of a, like an existential crisis, which I think a lot of 
people who deal with the arts or be it filmmaking or writing, what have you. It's kind of like that thing between what you think you are, what you worth is as an artist versus the reality of the expectations placed on you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a mix between of kind of like ego and self-pity as well. And it's something that I, re- I could, I think not only myself, but a lot of people can kind of relate to. When it comes to yourself, a lot of the things that the character Logan went through is, kind of, is that kind of like your own reflections as, as a filmmaker? You had one feature film under your belt by then. Um, was that kind of like your own reflections that you wanted to put on the page and get on the screen as well? Yeah, um, I think Logan was kind of in the timeline I was in after my first movie came out, um, which, you know, it on paper was a success. I mean, our, you know, our investor got uh, their money back plus profit. Our sales rep got paid. I, I personally didn't make any money <laughs> off of it. Uh, millions of people saw it. It was on every platform, Netflix, Showtime, you know, um, and, uh, and, you know, as far as my career and getting considered for more projects or getting money or anything really, uh, just kind of nothing. Um, and, and, and I kind of went the other way to most people's journey where I actually, you know, got into, uh, catering and bartending and, and then, you know, had to kind of re, uh, invent my career through commercial competitions and commercials and then, you know, grind my way back into making another movie. So, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a, I mean, that whole period, I mean, you know, you can look at IMDb. It was 10 years in between my first and second feature. Um, there's a scene with Logan at the start of the film. He's pitching his movie while working as a waiter, kind of like a swanky, uh, swanky uh, Hollywood party. Is that something that uh, you yourself used to do? Any chance you could pitch your film, you would? <laughs> Um, you know, you, I wouldn't be that obvious, but for the sake of time in the movie, we just kind of had to get, get it going. Um, but you know, you, you always look for opportunities to network without being that guy, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. I mean, you know, when people are doing catered events usually have money uh, (laughs) or some kind of status. So, uh, but yeah, it's impossible to be taken seriously when you're serving them, you know, uh, hors d'oeuvres. You know, there's a really great scene in a film um, that speaks to the relationship between um, Logan's character and the character of um, Alex Davis, uh, played by um, Diana uh, Reasonover, who's um, mm-hmm. she's like the, the producer of, of yes. Logan's film. Um, and it, it's kind of like almost like this kind of like come to Jesus moment between the two. And it really speaks to the constant hustle. That's why I always think well, like when it comes to people working in the arts and different kind of things, always a like constant hustle. It's not only mm-hmm. about getting your creativity out there is also trying to get the funding for it as well. Um, and it's a fantastic scene. I think it's one that like really represents that part of the indie film process that a lot of people don't really touch on that much. Whenever I see movies about producers in films, it, it's always about producers for like big Hollywood productions, not the small kind of like what you've said before is like kind of like the 99% of filmmakers, the people who like you right. know, kind of outside Hollywood. Um, how important was it to, uh, for you to really put that in there? And do you think a lot of people watching that film who might be prospective filmmakers will look at that and realise, you know, there is that kind of aspect to it that a lot of people don't really um, give much thought to. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, any indie filmmakers will identify with that. And anybody who's not, you know, will maybe learn that, yeah, just because you make the movie doesn't mean you're a millionaire, you know. Um, yeah. the, you know, I've many friends who have, you know, produced movies and they haven't made money from that process, really. And, and for the amount of time and, and effort that, you know, it, 
mean, you're talking about years, you know, trying to get something made and sing it through. And then even after it comes out, it's, it's, uh, an incredible responsibility. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love that scene. I mean, and Diana just, she's such a, she really grounds the movie. Uh, she brings me to tears every time I see that scene. Uh, I, I know it's coming and, <laughs> uh, she just, you know, makes my throat close up. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope people can identify with that. I, I feel like, you know, we um, tried to kind of walk that tightrope of still injecting some comedy, but, you know, uh, getting that kind of relationship and emotion out. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just rambling. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. No, it is, a, it is a fantastic scene. I think one that really kind of stands out in the film as well. Uh, another mm. thing that stands out in this film and pretty much any other film I've seen him in, I've seen him in three films already in the last month, is Will Sasso. Um, I oh, find yes. him to be in- incredibly underrated uh, as both an actor and a comedian. Um, you've mm. worked with, with him before on shorts. Um, mm-hmm. What's the Will Sasso experience like? Uh, Will can just kind of do anything you ask him. I mean, I feel like uh, there's a very high ceiling with what he's capable of and, and nobody's even really seen it yet. Mm. Um, uh, he and I actually wrote a feature that uh, it looks like we had a meeting yesterday. We might be shooting it in June. Awesome. Um, yeah. So this would be the, the thing where, you know, hopefully it would be like, Hey, this is Will Sasso. You know, this is, this is that guy that, that you recognize that's been around. Uh, you know, th- this is going to be his thing. He's going to really hang his hat on. Um, you know, he's just, he's just, so, I mean, he's, his, his reference library is, uh, ridiculous. Like he, he, you know, he can remember any tune or any, you know, delivery from any comedy or song or, you know, uh, he, he's a savant. Um, so yeah, I, I, love having him on my team and, uh, I'm, I'm very, you know, excited and hopeful that we can do this next thing together. Cause, uh, I mean, the short we did follow me was, was great. Even though that was just like a little $3,800 weekend shoot, you know? Speaking of tunes, you know, he, he plays a character called Montgomery Nash in the film. He's the festival director. He's kind of like he kind of sees himself as this kind of filmmaker guru. And amongst other things, he's also a podcast podcast host. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene where he's in his podcast element and he has a theme song. Um, and the theme song has lyrics such as script select, talk direct, <laughs> yeah. independent project. How did that theme song come about? Is that something that he, are you like, Will, we need a theme song for here? What's something you got? And he's like, look, give me a day or so and I'll bring something together. Or is that something you collaborate with him on? No, uh, yeah, actually, uh, myself, my co-writer Paul and uh, CJ, who plays Kyle the PA, um, we actually kind of came up with the lyrics. And um, and then, you know, there are musicians, uh, Matter, uh, that's the name of their group, Matter, yep. um, Dan- Daniel Pinella, uh, they had the tune. So we just, we just showed that to Will and Will just kind of came in and said, oh yeah, he would, he would sing it like this. And he just knocked it out. Like, you know, his, his first take on it was great. And, and, uh, that, that song is, uh, addictive. I mean, that's, that's yeah. been stuck in my head. Like I cannot, I actually can't think about it cause I'll be singing it the rest of the day. Well, um, but I'm it's just, just so dumb <laughs> yeah. in the best way. I know. I mean, I had to watch it again this morning because i watched this film like a few days ago and that song like i love the movie but 
I don't know why it was like the two things that really stuck in my head outside the movie was a scene um, with um, uh, Matt and Diana and that song. And I had to watch mm-hmm. that song again because I was like, what are the lyrics? Because I got the, the like the melody in my head, like, dun, 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 yeah. dun. like oh, I got to find the lyrics <laughs> for this thing. And I had to watch it again. And I just, I, I think it was like just absolutely uh, uh, brilliant. It really was. Um, I, I really wanted to play it fully produced, you know, so people could really hear it, but it did right. play better, you know, in the, in the cans and that silent scene in the lead up yes. to the podcast. However, I did put it at the end credits, the end of the end credits, the full song yes. uh, fully produced because I, I just, I couldn't have people not hear the full thing, you know? I think you should clip that and put it on YouTube. We'd like just, you know, stuff, do something to will with it. Cause I think it's just hilarious. I loved it. Um, yeah. I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. There's a, um, uh, one of the characters in the film talks about how when it comes to the, Thing about success is that no one ever makes it and people that even make it don't even feel like they have made it and i've heard yeah. you um, make a comparison before in regards to tom brady and how he's also ch- always chasing the next ring don't worry about uh-huh. all the other ones he had before that it's what always come kind of comes next do you think that you know when it comes to what success is i mean what to you what is success i mean for me i, I know that i'm not going to be ever going to be you know you know uh, you know highly successful as a podcast i just it's just about the hustle and just trying to get the content out there to me it's all about just getting the work out there and get it done and hopefully something comes with it that's awesome what about for yourself in regards to what success is um and is has that changed over the years like when you from the time you've done your first feature and your first second jobs to where you're up to now has your idea of success changed over the years um, yeah, it's, it's a, you're always moving the goalposts because, you know, you, you set goals and, and if you achieve them, it's like, now what, you know, I mean, one of my goals was to direct and star in a movie mm. and I did both of those in the same one with division three <laughs> and I was 27 and, you know, division three, like I, I, you know, there's still some great comedy in that. And I know people like it, but I don't, I don't look at that movie as success anymore. Uh, you know, I, I've actually had a lot of restless nights about decisions I made on that movie. Um, so, you know, one, like nobody beats me up over my own work than I do. <laughs> um, so, you know, success, uh, is any project that I can do and not, you know, pick apart, uh, later. Um, yes. like I think follow me as that. I think that, you know, there's some shorts I've even done on my Instagram. I think those are successful, even though the, 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 those are just for fun. You know, um, I think film fest is, is a success, but, uh, you know, the most important movie to me now is, is this next one that I wrote with Will Sasso. Um, because that, you know, should be the best thing I've ever done. Um, and then when that's done, you know, I can't, you can't live in, you know, the past. Um, so, uh, then, you know, yeah, I'll move the goalpost again. And, um, but for me, it's like, you know, if, if I, while I'm doing it, if I can enjoy the process, if I can feel like, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing at a very high level, and, uh, and then when it's all done, you know, I achieved what I set, set out to do. Uh, I find that to be successful. You know, it's, it's, for, it's not really about money because it's like money, you know, comes and goes. But like that, the, the thing that you're making, you know, that's forever. You know? Yes. Um, and I was on a, I was on a uh, movie with Joe Carnahan uh, as, a, as an actor. And, and um, he, he, said, he said something on set that I, I'm going to steal. Uh, and he you know, when somebody's doing something or that could affect, you know, the, the shot or whatever, he's like, Oh, well, you know, it's only forever. Mm. You know? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Cause th- that day of, you know, filming, you only have that day to get what you're getting. And then that's forever, you know? Um, 
So, uh, that's a long answer. I don't know. Did, you get, did long, I cover it? <laughs> long answers are the long answers are the best answers. And so, for everyone out there listening, Film Fest out now on digital. You can watch it on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play. Really highly recommend this movie. As I said in the intro, it's it's absolutely one of the best films I've seen so far this year. Um, and I absolutely love the movie. It had me, it made me laugh and made me uh, very introspective about a lot of things as well. I think you really hit the nail on the head here, Marshall. And I thank you very much for the film and uh, thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, just to, to anyone still listening, it, it is a it is a sincere movie. You know, yes. I, I I think that's part of the charm. Uh, Absolutely. But um, and yeah. Anyway, thank you uh, for your time.